You're listening to the Brad Smith Podcast. Um, that's me, my podcast. I talk about like sports, um, some dogs and stuff. I drink coffee in the morning when I record this podcast. I usually record it in the morning every few days. But three podcasts a week. Stay tuned. Sunday, September 6th, seven days away from the start of the NFL season. No preseason this year, or else I've already been on, but because of COVID, it's starting, I think it's what, seven days, so September 13th, but the first game is actually on Thursday, so that's going to be, let's say, say close, like the 10th, yeah, so the first game's on the 10th, but the rest of the games are on the 13th. And so, yeah, when we can wait and making some predictions on week one, um, we got some new signings over the last couple of days. Last last pod I recorded before this one will be on Friday. I said it was said it was September fifth. The one that was recording, but it was actually September fourth. I just got the date wrong. But today is September sixth, so we know that. We got some new signings, trade. Um, a couple releases because every team cut their fifty three man roster. Um, as of yesterday at four p.m. September fifth. And some NBA playoffs going on as well. And um, yeah, so let's get into it. As of yesterday, uh, Deshaun Watson, Texans stud quarterback. Um, I think he's in his second year, or th- he's going into his, th- his third year um, with the Texans. Uh, drafted 13th overall to the Texans in 2017. Um, he just signed a contract extension that is extended to 2026, worth $160 million, and you're making $39 million annually. That's a huge payday for Deshaun. Um, Texans lock him up. They just traded, um, what's his name? Diop, DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals. David Johnson was a horrible trade. But they did that, so they locked up Deshaun, which is good. All the memes on Instagram about him getting traded as well. Those are not to be false, and they lock him up. Only player that is getting paid more than him is Patty Mahomes at. 45 mil a year, and Deshaun's making 35 a year. No, 39 a year, excuse me. Russell Wilson is third behind Deshaun Watson at 35 mil. So the, the contract's are for um, a four-year deal, but he still has two years remaining on his rookie deal he signed. So that'll be this year. Which is his third year and the next year and then the other contract this new one kicks in so good for Dijon I liked him a lot at Clemson um on the natty went to the natty a couple of times great great player I wanted him to go to Cleveland Cleveland had the option the Bears could have got, got him instead of Trubisky um 
the Chiefs obviously got Patty Mahomes, which is the better pick at number 10. But, um, yeah, I wish he went to a better team than the Texans, because although he went to the AFC uh, Divisional round last year, they still got, and they made it to halftime um, with the lead, I believe, and the Chiefs just came back like that to, like, every team in the playoffs this year. So, I mean, they did lose D-Hop, so they're going to be not that good this year. I think I picked them for the under at 7.5 wins in the last podcast. So, I don't see them, see them being that good. His teammate, J.J. Watt, congratulated him on Twitter, saying, yes, sir. We're lucky to have this one in Houston. Very well-deserved payday, my friend. Can't wait. For the world to see what the future holds at Deshaun Watson. So, J.J. Watson, his like, ninth year, he suffered so many injuries. So, he might be on the way out too. So, hopefully that doesn't affect the Texans too much. But he's a very good player. So, in the last three years. Okay, so he's played three years. Excuse me. So he's heading to his fourth year. So only one more deal on his rookie. No, no, two years because they picked up the option. Okay. So I think in his first year he was injured because his uh his QB record, his starting QB, was three and three. So he only played six games. So his completion percent was sixty one point eight, which is not bad. Um, but he picked it up a lot better in 2018, um, bringing it all the way to 68.3, which is really, really good. And he led the Texans to an 11-5 season. Hmm, pretty solid. Now 28-19, so the last recent season, led the Texans to a 10-5 record and completing 67.3% of his passes. So, hey, if he's on the field, he's a stud. Good for the Texans to lock him up. Another signing is um, the Chargers extending Keenan Allen to a four-year, $80 million contract extension. He's one year left on his previous deal, so he was set to be a free agent in 2020, unless he signed an extension. So, Chargers lock him up. Nobody gets to take a grab at Keenan. So, good for the Chargers. I think they just just drafted um, Justin Herbert out of Oregon at the number six overall pick. Who was taken ahead? I think it was Joey Burrow at one, two at five to the Dolphins. That's cool. Good pick for us. Um, but Justin Herbert to the uh, Chargers. I think it was like they're gonna, the Chargers were either going to take Tua if he was available. And if not, they're going to take Herbert, so they're kind of in a good spot. And that's based off what Miami took. And I didn't think we were going to take Tua. A lot of reports were up there saying that Herbert was, Herbert was the guy and that Flores and the staff liked him. But I think Tua is the guy. He's right for Miami. So, pumped for Tua, pumped for the team. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how Justin Herbert is in Los Angeles. But he's got a weapon for a good portion of his uh Elite career, at least the next five years. Tyrod Taylor starting this year, so he'll be, he'll be learning behind Tyrod this year. Maybe he'll start next year. Maybe they'll start 
down the season, down the line this season, if he improves on practice and he understands the playbook. So hopefully he does that. I mean, he's just five-year starter at is that Oregon. So we'll see. So with this contract extension, this makes Keenan Allen um, the second highest paid by receiver, who makes twenty-two million annually. That's pretty crazy. I think Keenan's making twenty mil a year. Yeah, this this say on Twitter. What did he say? He said, "Mood, let's fucking go." Want to thank the organization, Tom Telesco, especially for giving me an opportunity. Super juiced about this. Charger fans, we locked in for another round. But Eva Charger, sweet. So he's been in the league for about seven seasons, so he's a vet. And um, he's pretty pretty good stats. I think he went to the Pro Bowl the last three of his seasons. Which is pretty solid. Obviously, I mean, those, uh, those competitions they do. He's pretty athletic off the field. I don't like dodgeball and shit like that. Sounds pretty cool. Um, he was injured in 2016. I think he tore his ACL in 2016. Or that might have been him in 2015. But he tore his ACL. Came back from that. Still a stud. So... Chargers lock him up. Also up north, um, pretty close to me. And Toronto, uh, the Bills, Buffalo Bills sign one match for Davies White to a four-year, um, no, what the hell? Seven, no, that's my bad. It's a 70 million dollar contract for four years okay that makes sense so they get 70, 17.5 mil a year in Buffalo and he's the first ever corner to make 55 million dollars guaranteed in a contract so that makes him the highest paid cornerback as well in the league um, previously it was Darius Slay at 16.6 mil a year and Byron Jones at 16.5 as well, or just one under, um, to Miami, who we just signed this offseason. Huge pickup. He played for the um, Cowboys. Really good player. Oh, happy person. And then, actually, at number four is another Dolphin, Xavier Howard, making 15 mil annually. And he's a stud corner as well. I think he was a pro boy last year. I'm not sure about the year before, but really came onto the scene. So now we have two lockdown corners. I think Byron's more of a slot guy, but we did draft um, at the 29th pick. I'm not going to pronounce his name, but super confusing name. But if you see the back of his jersey, you'll know that's him. So that's our draft pick at 29, who we traded from the Packers. We had 26 pick, which we had the Packers. Not getting a third round for it, and then just moving back to twenty nine. I think we're taking, OG. That's like his first name. So I'm just gonna call him OG, or Ogie. Let's just use OG. So OG. And we got that pick in the third round pick, and another picked up another linebacker for the defense. So. We got the, 
third and fourth highest paid quarterbacks on our team. Number five, James Bradbury signed with the Giants, and he's making 14.5 mil this season. So the quarterback, quarterback's contracts just keep getting higher and higher and higher. Just who's next up and uh, Trevor's White's turn. So I wonder who's going to be next. I think Jalen Ramsey's up next to get paid. He's with the Chargers right now after being traded from the Jaguars, asking for more money, but they don't want to pay him. So I sent him to... Los Angeles. That's made that defense better, but I think he's got one year left on his deal. So, hopefully the Chargers, or excuse me, the Rams sign to money. So, over in Washington, D.C., um, the Washington football team just released Adrian Peterson after he spent two seasons there. Honestly, when I when I saw him go to um, Washington, I thought he was done. I didn't think he was going to have any success there because that line is trash. They have no receivers. They do now, but when he first got there, um, they had Case Keenum, I believe, or the year before that. I'm not sure, but they had Alex Smith as well when he was there. So they did okay. The defense wasn't really anything, so they're a bad team. But they did draft Chase Young with the uh, second overall pick this year. It's pretty consensus because everyone knew who read the first pick is taking Joey Burrow, which they did. And so at number two, they just stayed there, didn't make any trades. Ron Vera picked Chase Young, best defensive player in the draft. He'd be all the famer probably. But the sign or the release of Adrian Peterson wasn't related to Peterson's um, lack of success. It was just the um the other young running backs really doing well. So that's that's the reason Ronald Rivera gave that um Adrian Peterson was released. So the depth chart at running back is Antonio Gibson, JD McKissick, Peyton Barber, and Bryce Love. So only really notable names are from in my head are JD McKissick and Bryce Love. Peyton Barter Barber, I think he came from the Bucks. Bryce Love with a fifth round draft pick, I think, this year from Stanford. If he came out the year before, he would have been a first round draft pick, but he stayed. And then he tore his ACL and then he became a fifth round draft pick. But he just loved going to school, he said, so he said he stayed, and I was like, okay. But I think the decision should have been to go, but hindsight was 2020. It was 2020 this year, so. And then their second string running back is J.D. McKissick. He came from the, um, the Seahawks. Seahawks use him in a lot of motion plays, and I can imagine that's what um, this offense with uh, Dwayne Haskins, Tamar Foreign are going to do with uh, G.D. McKissick. I'm not sure who Antonio Gibson is. Maybe he's a first-round draft pick. No, excuse me, not a first-round draft pick. Um, recent draft pick this year's draft, but he is their starting running back this year. And like I mentioned, the receivers, we got Tamar Foreign, Steven Adams, Darnell Inman, Antonio uh Gandhi Golden. 
Isaiah Wright and Jordan Beasley. I don't know why I'm trying to pronounce these names because I don't know any of them. So, I don't really have anybody with a receiver besides Terry McLaurin. In the same division, the Cowboys release um, a safety they just signed in March to a one-year, $3.75 million contract. It was just a one-year deal, but they just released him now, and that was HaHa ha Clinton Dix. Uh, recently up the Bears, that was a really good, de- really good defense when they were when he was there. Bunch of studs around, but um, Bears don't seem to have successes. I don't seem to have any success recently. Their defense is still playing really well, but you signed with the Cowboys, and the Cowboys released them, so it doesn't really make sense. I'm not sure what happened there. So I was talking about how Miami has Tua, and in that same quarterback room they have Josh Rosen and the GOAT, uh, what's his name, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's a beast. Um, they just released Josh Rosen, and we actually just traded for him in, 20, uh, in 2018. We traded a second round pick and a fifth round pick. To get um, Josh Rosen, so obviously it was a bad trade. When we had when we picked him up, he was still like one year into his or two years into his uh, rookie season, rookie deal with the Cardinals, but he was having no success there. Absolutely terrible. He's just in a bad situation. But as soon as Cliff Cliff Kingsbury um became the head coach. Immediately wanted to draft Kyler Murray after the, the Cardinals got the first pick. The same offseason as his hiring. So Josh Rosen was immediately going to be traded. And, and the Dolphins stepped up and traded a second and a fifth. I think we still had Ryan Fitzpatrick at the time. So we just said fuck it. And he sucked. But it didn't really give him an opportunity because we were starting Fitzpatrick. Never really... Give the keys to Josh Rosen, who's a young player. This Patrick was still old, he's very old still. So it didn't really make sense. I was didn't I really want him to start just to see him opportunity, see what he can do, but I'm just watching the damn TV. So I don't have any control over it. So talking about the Dolphins. Um, we just traded a fourth round pick to the Raiders for a twenty twenty third round pick who they just drafted who is Lynn Bowden Junior and a sixth round pick has come with us to us as well. So this year they picked up Lynn Bowden in the draft. He's a like running back kick returner and Right, Raiders drafted him. I guess some things weren't working out in Oakland, so we traded for him, and we got a six-round pick with it. So, but we only had to give up a fourth. So it worked out pretty well. See what he can do for us. Miami said they're gonna use him as a um wideout, so maybe a slot guy. Who knows? They said he's running back, so maybe he can transition to slot. Okay, so like I mentioned how the NFL season is starting 
only four days away from today. Today's September 5th. I think it's five days. September 10th. So, in the AFC Divisional Round in 2020 last year, this year, last season, um, it was the Texans and the Chiefs, like I said. Deshaun Watson and the Chiefs were leading at halftime when the third quarter came around, the fourth quarter. Chiefs were killing the Texans. They ran up the scoreboard, and that was it. So, that's why there's a night matchup. Um, it's the Texans versus Chiefs. I want to do the predictions now. So, I'm going to take the Chiefs in this one. They're a lot better this year. The Texans aren't really going to be anything this year. Not only they have Deshaun Watson, but they lost DeAndre Hopkins. Don't really have any other receivers there for him. So, the trade didn't really make sense. And then, first game of the day, it's Eagles versus Washington. I'm taking the Eagles. Washington won't be really anything this year. Depending on how Dwayne Haskins does, but hopefully he makes that really good transition with Ron Barrera. I'm coaching him up, but we'll see how that goes. In the second game of the day, we got my my Dolphins versus the Patriots. Um, so I think Fitzpatrick's named our starter because in set up the season, but he's gonna be our our backup. And Cam Newton was named a starter just recently for the New England Patriots who are facing. That's going to be in Foxborough. So I, I, just, I think the Patriots are better than us this year. So I'm taking to take the Patriots. And then also at 1 p.m., Packard versus at the Vikings. Um, we got Aaron Rodgers coming back. Didn't really get better this year. Didn't really um, change anything to help the defense. They did get another running back, but Aaron Jones was already producing very, very well. And he's very good when he's in rhythm. So, and they're facing the well-branded Vikings. I like what they did in the draft to get a wide receiver in the first round. Um, I'm not sure if they made any splash for agent signings. Nothing that comes to mind. So, I'm going to take the Packers week one. Aaron Rodgers will be ready then, more, more than anybody. So, go Pack, go. I'm at the Colts at the Jaguars. This one's pretty easy. I'm taking the Colts with this one. Jaguars are going to stink this year. They're trading away all their good players. Leonard Fournette. Um, who else did they trade away? Nick Foles. So they started Gardner Minshew. Um, they signed Joe Schobert for the defense, but there was more of a money grab for Joe Schobert than... Um, building the defense because he is young, but it's only like a four-year deal. I don't think the Jaguars are going to get that good in four years. And that's the linebacker, and it's a pretty um, contactful. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I'll just contact the linebacker position, I'm trying to say. So, I'm taking the Colts. And then we have the Bears at the Lions also at 1 p.m., I'm taking the Lions. I think the Lions are going to be a lot better this year. Matt Patricia finally has his guys in the team. Um, Bears, although they're starting Trubisky, I thought they were going to start Foles. I don't really understand that move, but I guess they're just going to see what they have in Trubisky. And if the season isn't working out, you cut the guy. It's right, move on from him, trade him, do something with him. 
Because it's been three years and he hasn't really done anything. Although he took it to the playoffs one year, he got the double doink. Um, field goal miss. That's not really on Trubisky, but you just got to win the game, baby. Can't let it get to that. You shouldn't have to get the field goal. Like, that's a stupid critic, but I'm just saying. Let's see what we got in the, him this year. Start him every game, see what he got. And then if he gets hurt, hey, Yannick Foles. That's what he's there for, baby. Also, OMBM, Raiders at Panthers. Take it the Raiders. Panthers going to have um, Teddy Bridgewater starting. Got new head coach, Matt Rule. Um, I just like the Raiders this year. I like how they're building their team with speed at wide receiver. Derek Carr is a veteran quarterback. He knows what he's doing. So I'm taking the Raiders week one. But that's in Carolina, but that's okay. So, got the Jets at Bills. Bills are going to win this one. Um, Jets are going to be pretty trash this year. I like how they addressed the offensive line issue in the first round by getting Mackay backed in with like a 6'7", 300-something pound old tackle. So he's really good, but that this game is in Buffalo. Although there's no fans or anything, you're still at your home stadium, so you don't have to travel. So... The Buffaloes have a very good offense. The Buffaloes, excuse me. The Bills have a very good offense. Um, although Josh Allen's not the greatest quarterback, they still have Stephon Diggs. Cole Beasley's very good, very good in the slot. They have Devin Singletary in the backfield. Pretty decent O-line. Um, I'm not sure if they have any other stud receivers, but Cole Beasley, Stephon Diggs, very good players. And then another game at 1 p.m. So we've got a lot of 1 p.m. games this week. So I think every team's playing. No bye weeks or anything. Because I don't think they do that first. First week anyways. So this game is a AFC North matchup. with the Baltimore Ravens. we got the Cleveland Browns. I like the Browns running game. Ravens have a really good running game also. Browns lost their stud linebacker to the Jaguars like I mentioned. Um, he was very good at stopping the run. Mark Jackson just came off MVP, MVP season. And the cover of Madden, who they got backlash for the title. Not the title, excuse me, like the graphic. Whatever the fuck's wrong with it. People don't like Madden, that's what I heard. So, um, Baker's coming back. I think it's another prove it year for Baker, the new OC. Um, so, hopefully, Browns can turn it around. But I have the Baltimore Ravens win this one. Down in Atlanta, we have a NFC matchup between the Seattle Seahawks and the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Atlanta has like a, a f- roster that is like an offense that you can like have a roster of all first round draft picks starting on offense. So they have a bunch of studs that need to prove it for their team. Hopefully Atlanta will win some games this year. I like their roster. I like their team. But I think I picked the over at 7.5 in the last podcast. Okay, and then at our 4 o'clock game, we got the Chargers and we got the Bengals. Um, Chargers are starting Tyrod Taylor. Um, the Bengals are finally starting Joey Burrow. So this will be a good game. Um, it's kind of not a prime time, but it's like a prelim, or you know what I mean. 
So it's almost like the Sunday night, you're like, here's how I think it goes. So it's almost like the Monday night matchup is, what's it called? Mm. UFC, how it goes. Um, the main event. Oh, okay, okay, here we go. So we got the main event. Monday, that's Monday night football. And then when we got Sunday night football, is the co-main event. And then Thursday night football is the co-main event as well. Then the four o'clock games are the prelims on Sundays. And then the one o'clock games are the prelims on Sundays. So we got another prelim game at 4.05. Oh, shit. And we got 4.25 games, too. 4.25 games. Only one. Um, four or five games. Maybe that's the mini event because there's still twenty five minutes of football that is not being played. Twenty minutes of football is not being played. So, anyways, Tyra Taylor starting for the Chargers. Drake is starting for the Bengals. Um, I think Mike Williams back for the Chargers. Keenan Allen's back. Two great receivers. Just signed them. Just signed uh, Keenan Allen, like I mentioned earlier in the pod. And the Chargers have a good defense, although Melvin Ingram is sitting out because he wants a better contract. He's sitting in by being at the facility, but just he's not practicing or anything. I'm going to play, I don't think. So, um, I like the Bengals in this one. Just signed Joe Mixon for an extended contract. They dropped it better for the defense. Got a wide receiver for the wide receiver at Clemson. Um, T. Higgins. So I'm taking the Bengals at the mini event and at a prelim at 425 we have the Arizona Cardinals in a if or NFC West divisional matchup with the 49ers down there in Silicon Valley in San Francisco. So Cardinals just got DeAndre Hopkins in the trade with Houston, like I mentioned earlier. Kyler Murray's coming back for his second season. He did really good for a rookie last season. I think he won the rookie of the year, or offensive rookie of the year, one of the two. So really, that's really good. 49ers have a very, very good defense. Um, a lot of players coming back healthy. They did trade away to Forrest Buckner, but they did get Javon Kinlaw with the 11th overall pick or 9th overall. I'm not too sure which one, but it was in that range. So they did replace him. They just kept keep getting younger on the defense. Forrest Buckner is a really proven player. But if you could just keep young, getting younger and just keep producing, they remain at the top. They went to the Super Bowl last year. They lost. It was a very close game, but the Chiefs are a very, very, very good team. So I can picture a lot of future Super Bowl matchups. Maybe this is just a Seattle, um, New England type of thing. Although it wasn't as close, but you get the point. So I'm taking the 49ers. And our another prelim, we are seeing Tom Brady and the Buccaneers go visit the Drew Brees' Saints and the Superdome with no fans. Supposed to be a really cool matchup week one. I'm definitely going to be watching this one. Um, I can't wait to watch it. I'm pumped. So, Saints have a really good offense. Defense is really good, too. 
great special teams also. But the Bucks have a really, really interesting team. Um, with Tom Brady, Leonard Fournette, new signing, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, brought Rob Gronkowski, first year undraft pick, Tristan Wars, um, Donovan Smith at right tackle, left tackle, excuse me, Ali Milan Prep at guard, they just signed A.Q. Shipley at center, although he might be the backup. The Saints are they have, they who they pick up in the draft. Nobody, I can't remember, so doesn't count. They pick up anybody. And then uh, our co-main event of the day. Oh shit! Let me reverse this. No, no, it's co-main event of the week. We got the Cowboys. In the new Los Angeles Rams Stadium at 820 on NBC. Um, that press on the Cowboys, CD Lamb, Mark Cooper, um, Ezekiel Elliott, um, Tony Pollard. Got a great offensive line still. And then I got good defense. They're taking on the Rams. Rams are. They have really good defense. Like I said, we got Jalen Ramsey. Um, Aaron Jones, best defensive player in the game right now. And they have a decent offense. So I'm taking the Cowboys in the Rams new stadium. They call me up in the week. And then the next day on Monday, so eight days from now, we got the Steelers at the Giants. Excuse me. See the Giants at our. I didn't think this went through because now there's two games on Monday. So do I have to do it day by day then? So, Thursday, Chiefs and Texans, main event. One o'clock games are the prelims. These four o'clock games are the co-main events. And then the Sunday night matchup is the main event. And then the Monday night matchups, because there are two of them, are the co-main events. So, it just we'll have to do it day by day. Anyways, let's get to it. Steelers at Giants. Giants did help their offensive line in this draft. They didn't get the best lineman in the draft. They still got one that fits their, um, I guess their motto with Andrew Thomas, the fourth overall pick. New head coach Joe Judge and new offensive quarter coordinator Jason Garrett. The Steelers um, have Big Ben come back after Tommy John's surgery, surgery after his ligaments in his elbow were like disconnected. So glad to see him doing well. Um, I mean, I'm not, but I don't really like him as a quarterback. But um, Juju come back. Um, James Conner only get any in better shape. His Instagram, we made a post with him just flexing. Um, 
a good team. Better defense this year. They traded for Mika Fitzpatrick from my Miami Dolphins. And he was a really, really good player. And Mika wanted to add Miami because they thought we were trying to lose. Turns out we were just facing really good teams at the start of the season. And went 5-11. and 11. The team pushed it, made a shine for it. Brian Flores should have been coach of the year, but didn't get it. And at the other left and co-event of the night as well, at 10-20, we have the Tennessee Titans at the Denver Broncos. So the Tennessee Titans went to the AFC Championship uh, last season, facing the Kansas City Chiefs. Then they're also leading at halftime, and then the Chiefs came back and won it. So they have a very, very good offense with... Uh, Derrick Henry just running the ball, and then um, Ryan Tannehill. Um, what the hell is it called? The fake handoff? How do I forget the name of it? Play action pass. So yeah, you can play action passes and just hitting the open guy. Um, very balanced offense. Then they have a very, very good defense coach by Meg, Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel was the player himself, linebacker, played for the Patriots also, um, as, all, as well as the Steelers and a cu- couple other teams. But Mike Vrabel is a really good head coach for the Tennessee Titans. Just a cool guy, players coach. And they were facing the Denver Broncos, who's got a very, very good explosive offense with Drew Locke, uh, KJ Hamler, a very fast tight, new tight end they picked up in the draft. No fan, they picked up last year in the first round. Um, Jerry Judy, who they picked at the 15th pick this year, that was a steal at 15. Um, they have Philip Lindsay explosive in the backfield. They just picked up um, Melvin Gordon at running back position two. They're going to be balancing the carries, and they both said they're cool with it. So I like that offense a lot. I'm not too sure about their defense, although they have Vaughn Miller, a couple of other good players in their defense. They lost Chris Harris to the Chargers. They don't have a keep. I think no, they don't have the. I think I don't know. Khatib Akib Talib is in the league. Well, that's a tough one to say, but I don't. I don't know where he is. Maybe he's done for still. But defense wasn't like it was in twenty fifteen when they won the Super Bowl. So I'm taking the Titans in Denver. It's gonna be warm up there, so it's not gonna be too cold in the Denver. Altitude for the players. Oh, it'll be hot. So I'm taking the Titans in that one. And that's it for the uh, picks of the week. So, to move over to the NBA now. As of yesterday, the Toronto Raptors tied the series with Boston after being down 2-0 to Boston. And it could have been 3-0, but with 0.5 seconds left, OG Anobi. Caught a pass from the inbound from Kyle Lowry over like seven foot foot six taco fall. All the way to the other side of the court where OG was standing on like the outside corner of the three. And he just banged that three pointer zero point five seconds left. And then um in game four, Kyle played really well. Siakam played really well. And they got the dub, so now the series is tied 2-2. And that's really, really good for the Raptors. 
I think they can. I think honestly, I think after seeing that victory in game two, or excuse me, game four, and I thought the series is tied two two. I think they're just gonna win two more games and then just old fashioned sweep the Boston Celtics and then move on to play the. I assume Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, they're up three zero on the Milwaukee Bucks, who they play today. I think they're gonna sweep them today. I think Giannis might be out with an ankle injury, so I I see the Miami Heat sweeping the Milwaukee Bucks, especially if Giannis is out. Even if Giannis is in, he'll be hurt, and Jimmy Butler's on fire. So is Tyler Hero and the boys. And if they play the Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals, I still think the Raptors will win and they will head to the finals for the second straight year. But if the Boston Celtics beat us, they'll lose to the Heat as well. And the, no, they'll lose to the Heat, but we'll beat the Heat. They'll lose to the Heat and the Heat will face somebody in the finals because the Houston uh, Rockets, as of this morning, they played today, the Lakers today, are up 1-0 on the Lakers. Um, Jim tried on a really good game. And uh, on the other side of the Western Conference semis, the series is tied 1-1 with the Clippers and the Nuggets. First game of the, the series, the Clippers played really well. PG-13 has played well. Kawhi went off. And then the second game... Why played terrible and he got a lot of hate, but like it happens. Alright. So, and then moving over to the NHL. The NHL is going to crown champion first this season because they already are in their conference finals. The Eastern team has to move to Edmonton um, to play the Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals. I didn't really understand why they were doing that. Because, I mean, I guess to get used to it, the ice for the finals. But, like, I just like the idea of keeping the Eastern Conference Finals and Western Conference Finals in their same division. And then just meet in, whatever, Edmonton or Toronto for the finals, whatever. Like, whoever has the higher seating, that only makes sense. But, um... They're just going to Edmonton. And so, they'll be the first team to kind of champion because there's only four, uh, four teams left. And baseball has eight teams, and then baseball has the midseason left, too. Um, although the MLS did kind of champion, but it's just like, it's not one of the four major sports. Sorry, MLS. I still watched it a lot before any of the other sports started a cheering on. And the, I, like, I like the, uh, I really like the layout that they did for the... Um, what's it called? The tournament. It was really good to watch. So who will be playing in the Western Conference Final? So Las Vegas is playing Dallas. Dallas beat the Avs 4-3 with an OT goal scored by rookie Joel Corvantinanta, what the fuck do I say his name? I was calling Joel. He's the first rookie to score a hat trick in the game seven playoffs in history. So 
Good for Dallas, but who is he? I never heard of him. Good for him. Good for the Dallas Stars, but I think they will... Uh, I don't know, that was a close series. They're up 3-1. The Avs came back, won two games. Game is seven. Dallas beat them, so what can you do? So they go on to play the Golden Knights in the Western Conference Final. I'm not sure when that starts, but I'm going to predict the Vegas Knights beat the Dallas Stars in about six games. Um... I like the overall team of Las Vegas. I like how they have two very, very good goaltenders. Um, Leonard is very, very good. Dallas is pretty solid, um, but I just see the Golden Knights playing a lot better off the start. They had a close series with the Canucks, but they closed it out. Ryan Reeves has been at one game for his hit on um, Canucks Tyler Motes. I saw the hit. It was pretty nasty. He went right for his head. Maybe he didn't mean to, but he... <sighs> hit directly on his chin. And he tried to avoid it. It still hit on his face. And... That, it was just... It was a bad hit. So it was addressed as a five-minute major. And he was only suspended one game. I think that's not enough. Especially in today's game. I think you're going to spend him... When that, to send a message to the players, a message to the fans. Um, just you gotta take those hits out of hockey. It's only one game, so what's that gonna do? It's one game of the playoffs, return game two. Whatever, hopefully they learn this lesson. And in the Eastern Conference Finals, the New York, um, ah, what's it called, not New York, excuse me, the Philadelphia Flyers are going to face the Excuse me, the Tampa Bay Lightning in, um, in the Eastern Conference Final matchup in Edmonton. So, New York um, Islanders went to Game 7 with the Tampa Bay, excuse me, the Philadelphia Flyers. And they will face the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning. So, Tampa Bay has been sitting out for a few days, been getting rest, because they beat the Boston Bruins in five games, 4-1. They um, are 4-1 or 4-2, but they beat them pretty easily. And they've been having some rest over the last few days because the Islanders and the Flyers went to a game seven. And I believe they went to a couple OTs some, uh, in the last game too. So they're all, uh, all the, or the Flyers are really tired. So they'll be heading to a, Eastern Conference Finals with the fly, uh, shit, with the Lightning. So, to move away from some sports talk, I'm gonna do this little segment called, I'm gonna call it shit, but just like I search, I search some like stuff on Twitter, so there's like hashtags. So the first one is, Hashtag NFL questions. So this guy named Watt Heater is um his question is do you think linemen love running the ball because they get lunch to launch at a at defensive players or it keeps the clock running so they ultimately don't play as much. 
That's an interesting question. Because um, I, I mean, not that I don't want to play as much because the ball, because the clock keeps running when you run the ball. But I think it's just more fun for linemen because pass rush they're coming at you, but for the run you're moving towards them, it's more fun when you see like you're running back just go through a hole. Although it's probably cool to see your corner make a, make a crazy pass, but pass protections are much harder on the knees for the linemen. And he asked that question because I think this clip was just of Quinton Nelson um, mic'd up. Nicole's PR posted it, so I guess that's why he asked that question. Use the hashtag. So I searched up another hashtag called Life Questions. Um, this person, Megan Dubmail. What the fuck? What is the first thing you want to do when the dust settles and life goes back to normal? Hashtag COVID-19. So, I just want to go to a sports game as soon as I can. I want to go to an NFL game. If any other, like, sport game is on, even the damn MLS, I want to go to a live sports game. No question about it. And then, a guy by the name Chris Lee... Um, his question is, so is every active college football team automatically ranked in the top 25? Hashtag 2020 questions. Um, I don't think there should be ranking this year. It kind of makes no sense because they're all kind of playing in division. You can still crown your division champion, maybe make it a national championship together, maybe rank those four teams who are left and have a national championship by um the top four teams not by division but just play the play play your own season then rank the top four teams got a college football play going like play college football football playoff going like that crowd here for division championships it all make sense so that's my take on that have that I am season boys That'll be it for today's podcast. I appreciate you guys all for listening. See ya. Thank you for making it this far. This has been the Brad Smith Podcast. Be sure to give me some feedback on what you thought of the pod. Follow my social platforms to stay updated on the new podcast and what I'm doing. Have a good one, guys. I'm keeping that in the outro. Peace.